Hello, welcome to this marketing show. You know, we've got some real athletes on today. And one in particular, we're going to interview former NHL great Dwayne Hay, who now helps tomorrow's NHL superstars rethink their game, improve themselves, and get to another level. And Cheryl, I don't think a lot of our viewers may know that you were a professional figure skater at one time. Hey, I was drafted to the NHL, but I didn't make it. Maybe that's why I'm co-hosting this marketing show today. Hey, hey I take offense to that. <laughs> Dwayne, hey, you did make it to the NHL. And, you know, as we talked about off camera, there's a lot of similarities, I believe, between great athletes and champions and what happens in business. So thanks so much for joining us today. Maybe you could let us know what you're doing at the Dwayne Hay Elite Hockey Academy with young people to make them, you know, champions as best they can be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, not much these days because uh, we're at uh, strange times in society, but uh, uh, I'm definitely doing a lot on the outdoor side of things, uh, you know, with us going through the COVID stages here, um, lots with inline, everything that's uh, on ice is transferable to off ice. Um, you know, obviously there's a dry land component. You can do that on uh on foot as well and uh then there's uh, the strength side of things as well and um you know probably more importantly than anything we're working on the young people and just keeping them busy mm -hmm. i'm sporting the uh the gear today Dwayne. i like go. it this is yeah. the tagline do the work and and i mentioned this because Dwayne actually has done some coaching with with my son and he does that he develops and mentors players from ages six all the way up to the nhl um your career is pretty extensive so you know you played in the ohl for guelph storm uh, 1997 world junior gold medalist and then a former NHL player played for Washington, Tampa Bay, Florida, Calgary. So my first question for you, Dwayne, is behind every successful athlete or business leader, there's always a role model or a mentor. So for you, who was that and how was that instrumental in your success? Uh, I think like most hockey players, you'll, you'll speak of your parents and in my case, uh, my dad um you know grew up uh, playing variety of sports uh himself never excelled enough to go on um you know as a professional or anything uh you know through the years but um certainly gave me my work ethic and the understanding of uh the hours and time spent um hence the hat and the do the work slogan um you know pretty much my bread and butter all the way throughout and uh there's no question that my father was uh my first mentor coach and uh um, you know, promoter of like what it takes to actually succeed in, in sport. Well, your, your dad must be a great guy and I'm sure you got a great infrastructure to accomplish what you have. You know, Dwayne, I've sat in many dressing rooms and been told, hey, the game's played between the ears. And I think that applies to business as well. I'm just wondering as a professional athlete, you know, what do you think of the concept of really, you know, the mental state of the athlete or business person in terms of the game being played between the ears? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you hear the, some of the cliches, I guess, that maybe it's probably 80% or better of the game, um, you know, between the years, like you said there. And uh, for me, um, you know, I, I think if you feel good about the person and you're, you're, you're clear in your mind of like your direction and what you're doing and you feel good about yourself, um, you know, I think that that's the, the foundation of the house and um, really tough to build without that. So, um, you know, I spoke of like working on the young people and the personalities and, uh, you know, even the life skills side of things uh, or on the early stages of the training, um, because that's our foundation uh, going forward. So I think once you start to feel yourself and feel good, that I think uh, your possibilities are really endless. Uh, that's where the athletes can take over with their natural abilities. And then, of course, I put the plan in place with uh, direction and what type of player uh, and their, what their needs are. So, uh, 
always 10 times out of 10 times, we're going to, we're going to build uh, the mind first, uh, believe some self-belief, believe in yourself, what you're doing. Um, you know, worry about uh, your process. Uh, you know, I was talking about uh, the five, five percentile, um, you know, trying to be in that, uh, you know, first in the mindset and then uh, work towards that in all the skill areas as well. Mm. And, and building on that, Dwayne, um, when we did dry land training with the kids and some of Oliver's hockey team, you always go over and over something and you say self-talk boys, you need to self-talk. Um, and it's interesting because it's true. And I actually see Oliver still applying that today. Why is, first of all, what is that when you say self-talk? And then second, why do you think that that's so essential in, in developing these skills at a young age? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's something that I heard from some of my mentors through the years, you know, talk yourself through the drill, talk yourself through the process. Uh, so my big thing is, I say, if you think it, you'll do it. Um, you know, as much as they're talking themselves through the wording of what they're trying to execute, um, you're also uh, developing a voice. And I always tell the kids to, I like, not in a bad way, but, uh, you know, um, be heard, be seen. And, um, you know, whether that be calling for pucks on the ice or uh, being able to communicate with your teammates or line mates or coaching staff or mentors through the way, um, it's just a great life skill to have. And um, I find I use it uh, all the time. I find I'm talking to myself, walking around all the time, sometimes out loud, sometimes in my mind. I find it's actually twice as effective if you're actually saying it out loud. Um, and that's just something that I, I, I see with the kids as soon as they implement that, especially uh, verbally out loud, uh, they're quicker with their reactions of the drills. And it goes back to the, if you think it, you'll do it. Hey, Dwayne, just so you know, when you get older, okay, because you haven't been out of the game that long, you start answering your own self-talk. That's when you know you're really in trouble, just so you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. Hey, you know, as a player, you know, my confidence went up and down and, you know, you played for some awesome coaches. I looked at your, uh, your background, you know, whether it be a hockey coach or a business leader, do you have any suggestions that you saw as an NHL guy to instill confidence quickly in a player? Like, you know, so if you're a sales manager, business leader, again, I think there's principles that transfer. So what might you suggest if you're, you're working with a young player or a young sales rep or whatever to get them, you know, the game between the years in a positive state quickly? Um, it, it goes back a little bit to the self-talk just differently. So you're not executing a drill, but maybe, you know, I believe in myself uh, saying things like that. I believe in my process. I'm doing the right things. I think like when you reiterate those things to yourself, um, you know, there's a solidarity there that you're going in the right direction. Um, I, I think it's a pretty simple skill. I just think it's super underutilized. And uh, for me, I, I also try then like, you know, not to overthink what you're doing. If, you, if it feels good to you, keep pushing on. If, if not, then let's do something to shift it. Um, you know, and then I'm there obviously to assist them along the way uh, as well. Um, you know, being a mentor and seeing what they're good at and their direction, um, you know, I can quickly make those shifts and say, you know what, we need to more utilize uh, this skill area. We'll work on, uh, you know, a little bit of an area that we need to lift up that might be holding them back at a particular time. But uh, it's very team concept and that's always been a big part of my life. Uh, always played team sports and stuff and, and that's what we're doing in the, the tandem small groups or, or uh, team training as well. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you've represented our country, right, as a hockey player. So, you know, one thing when I, when I went to these coaching clinics to coach young people, there's one thing that really stuck with me, Cheryl, and they said, 
you know, catch the player doing something right. And I think a lot of times as a coach, we think we look for something that we need to correct, but at a young age and maybe a young business person, you know, celebrate the good things they're doing. Don't just look always for correctable things. Sorry, I just wanted to chip in. Good points there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so before we wrap up, and this is so good, I, I could, you know, have lots of questions, but some of the greatest success stories in life are people that have failed multiple times. We've seen that over and over. That's a trend. So this notion that we can't fear failure and removing that fear is what actually leads people to success. So Dwayne, has this been true for you and your experience? And how do you pass that life lesson down to the kids that you're coaching? Yeah, like 100%. I mean, there's uh, maybe not so much in the younger years of of, uh, you know, minor hockey and whatnot. Um, but, you know, certainly when you get into the, the junior, junior ranks and the younger um, amateur stuff, uh, that's the next stepping stone to the ultimate goal of, you know, playing in the National Hockey League is you're playing against older players and stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, I hadn't been ever cut from a team until I got to the NHL and then I was cut from a team. I'm like, I don't even know you know, what to do this with this, but, um, you know, that's where some of the failures started to happen as much as the successes were. And I was inching forward. Uh, you know, there was a few years that I was not on the roster to start the season and, you know, you had to go back to junior and, uh, you know, work on your game and, you know, uh, grow a little bit more mature as a player physically and definitely on the mental side of the game. I think that's something you find along the ways is that, you know, in my era, at least the players were older, um, you know, they had such a big mental edge on you and experience and years and even physical strength and stuff. Um, you know, the failures came and um, with me that I think it's just all about how you shifted mindset. And for me, it was just, I was kind of more, uh, you know, peeved off that, you know, the situation was that and I wasn't ultimately getting my goal at a particular time. And, um, you know, that goes back to my mentor, of my, my father and stuff is just, you know, dig in more and, um, use maybe that anger or your disappointments at the particular time to fuel, uh, you know, into your training. So you, whether it's via extra reps or uh, extra time spent on your craft. Um, but, uh, you know, when I speak to the kids now and stuff, I said, you know, I tell them I, I, I've tried, I was willing to try thousands of times. And as long as you got up, you know, one more time, you know, to reboot yourself and retry, that's where, um, the real stuff starts to happen and the successes start, start to come. So it's just the willingness and the vulnerability uh, we talk about, which I think is really hard with uh, everybody. But I think this era of kids, um, they do really well with uh, things all laid out for them. But when there's a little bit of hard, um, they definitely need good guidance as far as, uh, you know, to reinvest, get back in there. Um, I say gravitate to the hard. Um, it's always led me to the best places in my life when, there was the biggest fear and the uh, best chance um, for failure, perhaps, to initially start. Uh, those were always the things that, when I did um, have successes and reached my goal, um, you know, made my life better. So uh, I constantly tried to teach the kids and, uh, you know, trying to uh, self motivate myself to still be doing, uh, you know, gravitate to the heart and, um, you know, it's okay to fall once. and just pick yourself up off the pavement and let's go again. Hey, good points apply exactly. It's not how you go down. It's how you get back up. Right. Hey, Dwayne, uh, selfishly, you've played with some great players. 
what might be two or three qualities? I know I'm catching you cold here that separates the elite ones, we'll call it from the journeyman, if I may call it. And then my last question might be, can you share a dressing room pep talk story that a coach delivered to a team? So what are the top qualities you've seen that separates the elite ones? And then secondly, maybe a quick uh, dressing room story to close it out. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the ones that uh, they say the average pro career in hockey anyways is, uh, you know, your your first entry level contract um, um, or lesser. So three years or less. And I think that, um, you know, we have that opportunity at the springboard of the first contract to kind of prove yourself. And I think that there's a variety of things that are going on there. You see a lot of guys with a lot of talent and yeah, I can even speak from experience for sure. Natural gifted wise, there were some guys that never played national hockey league games, um, you know, that I came through with. Um, and I feel like that you, you just really have to have uh, the package. You have to be, you know, trying to be a good, uh, you know, Samaritan in person first. Uh, you have to be a good teammate. It's a team game. Um, you know, I don't think there's any room in the game anymore for just a superstar that's just, uh, you know, selfish and self-centered. And I think maybe there is a little bit more when teams are winning and whatnot, but not so much. If uh, things get a little bit hard, everybody starts to point the finger and look at those guys like that's not a recipe for success. So I think you have to have the work ethic. Obviously, you have to have a certain degree of, uh, you know, natural gift, um, you know, but it's just a constant reinvestment to, to, uh, to keep training hard. Um, you know, represent yourself well as, as a teammate, um, you know, willing to uh, put your, your personal goals and successes aside sometimes for the betterment of that, you know, the championship trophy. And I think that those are things that, you know, for me, I tried to pride myself on, you know, when I go to the rink every day, what do they know they're getting from Dwayne Hay? And uh, first it was work ethic for me, um, you know, a willingness to battle for your teammates, uh, protect and stand up for them when you needed to. And, uh, I definitely was a person that was willing to sacrifice, uh, individual goals, um, and glory for, you know, the ultimate goal. And one is a good example why I have here is just with world juniors. I mean, everybody's the best player where they come from and, uh, we all have to go with a common goal to, you know, to win a gold medal and, um, you know, you have to check your ego at the door with that team because, um, you know, there's players that are better than you in certain situations and whatnot. And, um, you know, you go back to your junior team and you have the glory and you're kind of the go-to guy again. But when you go there, it's about a country and a common goal and guys that don't like each other coming together over a three week, four week period of time. And, you know, for the ultimate goal of having a gold, gold medal around your neck at the end of the day. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, we had a team, my Ledgefield gang that was, you know, able to do that, um, you know, during my, my time with that. And, um, you know, I think that just something I carried on through my pro hockey career, which gave me an opportunity to have 12 years. Awesome. So is there just, again, is there a quick, that's a great story. I mean, it's so applicable, Cheryl, what he's talking about in business. And I think some people don't, Hey, is there a quick quote or saying that a coach said that stuck with you in the dressing room? Like guys, we got to, or a team, we got to anything that there, there's lots that probably can't go on the record here but I'll, I'll i'll share one that that i resonated with me um you know is just that uh you know that uh craig hartsburg uh you know he was a great defenseman in the nhl for a long time he actually played with that uh you know canada cup team uh with gretzky and the mu and all the great ones there in 87 when they beat the russians and stuff and he was uh, my first junior coach in guelph and um you know he spoke modestly all the time about how important um family name is representation of 
you know, the name that is on the back of your jersey. And I know a lot of coaches uh, go away from that. So not about the name on the back. It's about the crest on the front. But it is also about the name on the back as far as uh, representing and paying back the people that made ultimate sacrifices for you to have the opportunities that you had. And he spoke of that the best way that you can pay them back you know, is to go out there and be selfless and be a good team guy and, you know, give a hundred percent to every game and be resilient and be a winner and be a champion in the community. And um, so that's something that resonated always with me is that I know a lot of people say it's not about the name on the back, but it's, I think it's about equally about the crest on the front and the name on the back. And um, when you get to Don, your family's last name on the back of a jersey then um, you know there's lots of ways you can go out there and represent them and make sure that you're uh, you're paying back for all the sacrifices over the years what a great what a great story uh thanks for sharing that you know uh i've heard awesome things from parents by the way about uh your Dwayne hay elite hockey academy just that you train not just the skills but the person so congrats on what you're doing and thank you for helping so many of tomorrow's nhl superstars i'm sure coming out of your program so uh, thanks again for joining us today buddy yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Dwayne. It was so great to see you. Uh, for more information, you can visit DwayneHay.com. And don't forget, do the work. And thanks for watching. We'll see you next week on The Marketing Show. Do the work. Do the work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>